Today's sponsor is Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove for a free audiobook download. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Can we have a and reverse Fiesta class uh, cast for my liver? <laughs> uh, we can if you'd what's, like. What's the un-Fiesta? What would you play? Like, uh, I think it's this episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't let me get through my intro. We're part Do of it. Bald Move. Bald Move Network. BaldMove.com. Yeah, I'm just going to keep pe- saying Bald where, Move. Where people come for the truth. <laughs> where our, yeah. our listener our listenership's going to swell this week because everybody knows if you want to go get dirt on The Walking Dead, you come to this fucking cast. Yeah, whenever we're there's not a bad episode. We're not sugarcoating shit. Nope. Okay, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 16, entitled Welcome to the Tombs. Do we want to get straight into the recap, or do you have any news or anything to talk about up front? Well, if you're still a fan of The Walking Dead, you can go to our uh, merch site at baldmove.spreadshirt.com and get two awesome Walking Dead designs. We still love Daryl, right? Sure, yeah. Well, then show your love with the Daryl or I Crossbow Daryl Dixon t-shirt or get the uh, badass Rick and Daryl versus a horde of zombies t-shirt design. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. That's it. Okay. Don't forget, hey, you have you have been remiss about the person. Yeah. That, uh, pr- providing our awesome theme music these last few weeks. Give them yeah, some love. Yeah, so it's it's my brother's band. Uh, they wrote an awesome theme song for us. You can hear the entire four-minute theme over at mysterianamusic.com. Uh, M-Y-S-T-E-R-A-N-I-A music.com. It's hard to spell. <laughs> hard to say. Uh, well, yeah, hard to say, too. Mysteriana. <laughs> Yeah, but their music is good. So uh, what out. would you What would you rate this? I've been I've been dying to know what would you rate uh, this episode. Okay, so if this were a normal run of the mill episode, if this were a mid season or like you know episode nine of the season, if this was the episode leading it, up to the finale, uh, no, 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 it would st- it would be way lower. Uh, I would give it a if I'm being generous a five. If I'm being generous, it is a finale, however, and it did absolutely nothing that a finale should do in any respect. So I'm giving it, it – I don't – I feel like giving it a one is like where do you go from there? Could they yeah. make a worse episode? Yeah, they could. I mean, But I'll give it a two. Yes. I was, about, I was the same way. I'm saving the one for when they do a musical <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Christmas episode. But considering this is a finale, it would be a four at best, maybe a five. But considering this is a finale, yeah, it it deserves the two. Um, and before you get too angry with us, and I'm, I don't judging by our email and Reddit and Facebook, I don't think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of debate. Um, yeah. You say what you will about the future that oh they've got all these awesome plans. I saw Kirkman is out doing damage control, promising that this is all going to be better next year. That they've got big plans. There's a reason they let the governor survive. If that's all true, and I'm not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, 
if that's all true with the new showrunner, they still fucked up audience expectations the same way the killing totally if you build this as this epic stand against rick and the governor good versus evil well less evil versus less good uh and you 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 bait this to where you're going to have this battle at the end uh and then you don't deliver yeah on any level there no no level the gov- I mean, it's uh, we're going to get into it, but it's just a phenomenal. It's 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 you set the audience's expectations up here, and you delivered f- way below those expectations, and that's why you <laughs> see the people angry today. It's nothing yeah. about Andrea dying or any particular plot point. It's just all of it together was underwhelming, and a punt yeah. the next year. That's really like I expected to go. I was going into this episode really fired up, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, they've been teasing us with this war for how many episodes now it's been four episodes at least and now we're gonna get it finally this is gonna be awesome and and a lot of people are like well all you want is the blood and the battles and the bullets and no no it also failed on the level of not having any tension in the story whatsoever yeah it, it destroyed the arc of the season in my opinion and this is also in three seasons of walking dead Every finale, I've been fired up for next year. Like, yeah. even if I was kind of down, because we've had this debate, like, what's the best season of Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, season 2.5 to 3.0 was the best season. <laughs> that 16-episode or 13-episode stretch was pretty good. Um, they've all had their problems, but the finales all did the purpose of getting us fired up for next year. This mm-hmm. season, I have no idea where they're going to go, and I don't care. There's not a yeah. single thing that I care about finding out next season. <laughs> this is like the opposite of season two, right? I mean, like the ending of season two. There's a literal bar ever- burner. It, it, literally, yes. Everything leading up to it was like, eh, this is kind of bullshit. I'm not feeling it. Uh, we've been on this fucking farm too long. And then the ending was like, oh, okay. Well, they did something awesome with that ending. Well, Here, yeah. it's the exact opposite. I felt like through the season, they were leading up to something kind of awesome. And then they didn't follow through with any of it. This is the total opposite of season two. Season two started slow and gained steam and picked up momentum. Season three started incredibly strong. I thought that they'd put all their problems behind them. Yeah. Then they got in the second half of season three and just went to shit. Um, it's like if season two... <laughs> there were some good episodes, though, at somewhere near the end of season three. Like yeah, I know they good episode. They, yes, yes, uh, but I I'm less uh, bullish on this half of that uh season than you, but it's like if yeah. season 2 if Shane had run away and they stayed on the farm. <laughs> like they've been building up this tension between Rick and Shane and the and all that stuff and it co- finally comes to the head and they have a confrontation but Shane runs away and they stay at the farm. <laughs> no one would be excited for that. No, it would be fucking horrible. They, they fucking they're they're coming perilously close to ruining the best plot line in Walking Dead's comic lore. How do they do that, Jim? Uh, well, Sixteen they, it, episodes they've had to arc this thing and end the governor and the prison, and they didn't do it. They well, choked. They've been meticulously setting this up apparently for sixteen episodes. <laughs> That's how just, you do it. Just just judging from our past few spoiler sections. Our fans have put more time and effort and thought into where to go to next season than Kirkman and Gimple and all those fuckers. Yeah. I don't know. Why don't we get into the recap? 
Let's. Okay. Because <laughs> we can talk about this stuff in more detail as we go. Uh, we open up with... Okay, I'll give him this. The shot was kind of cool because it opens up the same way that the season opened up. Yep. With a shot of the zombie eye in the first episode and shot of the governor's eye here. His only eye. Yep. Uh, and they pull out to him beating up on poor defenseless Milton, who uh, is just sitting in a corner bleeding. Uh, they have a little conversation here about, I don't know, what, what his daughter would have thought and some other things. Um and he proceeds to get beaten up even more. Uh, side note, I actually didn't hate this episode until about 15 minutes into it. Yeah, I kinda, so it took a while. Yeah, I kind of digged this uh, whole you kill or you die. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know. well, yeah, she'd be afraid of me, but she'd be alive. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, Yeah, I dug it. So, th- yeah, there were a couple interesting themes running through this, and I think we saw... A lot of the uh, you kill or you die stuff play out with obviously the governor, but also Carl, um, and I. I think it's fair to say that that's what they were going for, and I think they uh-huh. pulled that off well enough. I think they fucked Carl up bad. I'm gonna oh, get to that. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll certainly talk about that too. But uh, the, the theme there was a cool one. I mean, th- yes. there has been this tension of like. How much do you need to kill? How protective do you need to be of your own people? Um, and we'll talk about that more when we get to the end of this. Sure, sure. Um, of course, he says there, when Milton questions his daughter, um, like, what would your daughter think about you right now? He says that she'd be scared of me and that if I'd been like this from the start, she'd be alive today. Well, obviously, that's not fucking true because eight of your dudes just got killed yesterday <laughs> because you're like that. True. Like, ha- uh, uh. coming right off the sentence before that, he says it. Crazy. Uh, so we go. Yeah, the governor keeps talking to Milton. Then he takes him into his workshop and he sees that Andrea's live. Um, the governor tells him to kill Andrea. And when he refuses and tries to attack him. The governor guts him like a fish. Just guts him right there on the floor. Leaves him to turn and eat Andrea later on. Knife goes in, guts go out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably the best line of the episode. You kill or you die, or you die and you kill. Yeah, and at this point I'm like, yeah, this episode is is giving me what I need. This is is good stuff. This is gripping. First of all, I mean... It should have been gripping. You you should have been gripping your liver this entire episode uh, <laughs> until you saw that, yeah, he's not going to get out of this. Uh, That's I, true. I, probably pretty relieved, huh, to see Milton go? Yeah. I was not looking forward to... Uh, <laughs> like, And again, kids, Aaron was not going to chug a fifth. Yeah. I was, I was going to get plenty drunk under Jim's medical supervision. I was going to chug a fifth. I don't recommend anyone do that. But yeah, I'm glad that I didn't have to puss out. I'm I'm glad that my bet stood st- strong. Um, so you were totally going to chug a fifth, right? <laughs> totally. Uh yeah. two fifths, man. Um <laughs> I actually think that I, I was excited cuz I'm like, okay, they've got this smaller drama that's going to be happening over the larger drama of the assault on the prison yeah. and you're going to have, you know, this 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 scene in a microcosm, the governor's philosophy versus Rick's philosophy fighting out over the overarching, you know, large-scale prison conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. <laughs> no, none of that. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, let's got check off pliers though. <laughs> check off pliers. Yeah, he drops. So that was another super disappointing thing is that they had set this fucking torture room up, and they had said how much he wants to catch Michonne, and they never paid that off either. Yeah. So did did you think? He tortured Andrea. I mean, she looked like she was bloodier than she was the week before, but... Uh, it didn't seem like it, because he... Didn't he say, I'm not going to need those? Yeah. Like, those are special Michonne torture implements. Yeah. He and wasn't going to get all gyno like, on Andrea. It seems like a complete cop-out, knowing all the shit that happens to people in the comic books and the grisly stuff that they do, and then in the show... Not even, not just showing it, but not even doing it. Not yeah. even implying that it happens. Yeah. Like, it just seemed like a big cop-out to me. Uh, so, Carl's packing up his stuff, and he finds the badge that uh, his dad gave him. And he keeps it. He puts it in his pocket. And when he goes outside to load his gear in the car, he gives his dad the old cold shoulder. Like, literally bumps into him. Says, get off me. Yeah. Glenn notices it, and he says something to Rick about it, and Rick does not care one bit. He's just like, yeah, whatever. His, he, he had to shoot his mom. Kids forget, though. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. And that, that shocked me because, frankly, I remember a lot of stuff that happened as a kid better than I do the stuff that has happened to, to me as an adult. <laughs> well, you got to quit chugging fifths, Jim. That's what happens. Well, yeah. <laughs> quit huffing, huffing speed. I don't know. <laughs> whatever Merle's doing over there. Yeah, so he just has this idea that, oh, yeah, everything that Carl's going through right now is not going to affect him later on because he'll just forget about it. I guess. Totally ridiculous. I think he had bigger things on his mind at the time. He's like, well, he'll get it. Because he's basically going to, as we later find out, he's he's condemning Carl to miss out on all the action, or so he thinks. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking he's like, well, my job's to protect you, and he'll get over it. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Um, if we can go back to the scene before this just a sure. second ago, I thought of something else I wanted to say. Um, the governor, both times that we've seen him do something with the walkers, has been really inventive with the stuff that he does, right? I mean, like, the first time you – know, well, okay, so he's collecting walkers. There's that, which he uses as weapons, like mm-hmm. we saw in the prison. Um, I thought that was actually pretty effective, ramming that truck into the prison – taking out their wall and at the same time just pumping zombies right into their yard uh pretty cool and then to use milton (laughs) milton's not yet dead corpse but the impending doom of what's going to happen to him as a weapon against andrea was pretty awesome oh yeah i mean again very strong opening and i liked the horror of being confined with someone that you know is going to turn into a zombie and also there's some yeah. interesting elements even with Milton, that Milton has conducted sure. all these experiments about zombies and reanimation, and now he's finding himself an unwitting participant. And all this yeah. knowledge he's collected is like, you know, kind of adds to the horror because he knows exactly how this is going to go down. Yeah, and not just that. It's that he absolutely does not want to kill Andrea, and yet he's being forced to. He knows, like you said, what's going to happen. He's he's being forced to one way or another. And I like yep. the line that the governor gives where he says, you're not getting out of this room without killing her. <laughs> yep. Uh, very uh, interesting. So we go on to um, packing up stuff at the car still. Um, Carol comes over to Daryl, who's packing his stuff up, and he comments to her about Merle never doing anything like that, which is a reference to last episode, obviously, his right. entire life. 
Um, Carol grabs it by the hand, holds onto it just a little too long, right? Uh-huh. There's like this one half second moment that uh, says there's something more there than just help me up. And Daryl responds as always. He kind of squints at her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just. He's cool. Never, he's not going to run with that ball, I don't think. No, I think that's season four. <laughs> that's going to be all of season four. Uh, so Michonne approaches Rick to thank him for taking her in when she was injured and running from the governor, uh, for not giving her over to the governor, uh, even though he planned to, <laughs> he just, uh, couldn't go through with it because Merle did first. It's just, again, all these people making amends, saying goodbyes, doing a very good job of making things <laughs> seem very final. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm like, oh man, I'm tense. I don't know who's going to survive. Yep. Uh, then we go back over to the governor, who is readying his troops for war. He's giving them a little pep talk. Uh, and Tyrese comes over and says, hey, Gov, we're not going with you. But we'll we'll stay behind, and we'll guard the children. And the governor, you can tell the governor really just wants to put a bullet in his face right there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he's instead... got the whole town that he's just got whipped up. <laughs> yeah. So he hands him a rifle, and he thanks him. He's very courteous. Uh, I I kind of like that scene. I don't know. It was all right. That's still we haven't we, the wheels have not come off yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm doing the foreshadowing that I thought they were doing here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that scene was pretty good. That was pretty okay. That wasn't bad. Uh, oh, that was shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the governor rolls up in the truck to start. Uh, here's where the shit comes up. Uh, the start the weakest war ever. I mean this. This war, as I have it in quotes here, was pathetic. Uh, they roll into the yard. They waste a ton of ammo taking out, d- d- not only taking out the walls where there are no people, but they're taking out the very zombies that they put in that yard two episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty ironic. Um, they drive through the prison gates and they find out, oh my God, the prison is empty. They must have run off. Um, so they go through and they kind of search the living quarters where we've seen the survivors for the past season. And uh, the governor finds a Bible opened to uh, a special passage left by Herschel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the funnier things in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw some really good memes online about this stuff, too. Yeah, I did. Like different stuff he was, <laughs> he was seeing on there. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't remember that passage, it was, and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Uh, Which I guess person. a zombie hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I just, uh, or just, I, yeah. I, I guess I could have a different take. I enjoyed the Rambo style, like, you know, guns blazing, assault, take no prisoner, assault in prison. And then it slowed down and slowed yeah. down and kept going and drug on and just took so long to pay off. Like, I well, kind of got like, well, did fucking Rick and them really did? Did, did they did they really take off? Yeah, I, they kind of were going for that, right? They wanted us to think that. But I think it went too long for the payoff that we end up getting to oh it totally did you're right um the the reason i call it a weak war is not because of how it started but because of how it ended all right let's get to that uh, which we'll get to yeah 
so, but before we get to that, Milton and uh, Andrea are still doing their thing in the room. Uh, Milton tells Andrea that he left the pliers on the floor when he dropped the tools, and he tells her to get free and stab him in the head. Uh, which Andrea doesn't seem to like, but she's, I guess she's along for the ride at this point. I do like Milton gives pretty good dying man. I thought that yeah. uh, his performance was really strong. I thought there were a few good performances in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately they were misdirected. Um, so we go back to the prison where the governor and his men are delving deeper in, uh, and they hear some sounds that lead them off in a direction. In Welcome scene. to the tombs, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Except for nothing happens quite yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh, before that, we go back to Tyrese and uh, Sasha, and Tyrese is reporting back on the status of the wall. Uh, I honestly don't know what the point of this scene was. Why did they cut back to this? Are this they trying to reduce <laughs> tension? It, it makes no sense, right? Like, it, 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 especially at the end where he runs off he's like i got something to do and then we don't even ever see anything that he's doing yeah no oh great another person not being forthcoming and and for a a change you're not even going to become forthcoming with the audience we don't even know what the hell you did did you yeah. go cut your toenails <laughs> very did urgent you, he had a hangnail he had to take a shit like what an epic <laughs> like where you're gripping the door frame of the bathroom oh sweating yeah yeah it's one of those uh, so after that Sweaty detour, shit. we get back to Andrea, who manages to drag the pliers over and takes a little break. Takes a little break for story time yeah, with take Milton. A, take, a, take a breather. Yeah. Story time with Milton as he lays dying on the floor. Um, so <laughs> this is ridiculous. Not only is she taking her time while there's a man lying, dying on the floor who's going to turn into a zombie and eat her if she doesn't get free... But just last scene, she told Milton, oh, don't worry. I'm going to get you out of here. It'll be fine. For Milton's sake, shouldn't she be hurrying at least a little bit here? If uh-huh. not for her own sake. Well, yeah, whatever. I mean, that everybody knows that that's bullshit. He, you know, he's, he's, he's not <laughs> sure. getting it. Yeah, he's never making it out of that room. Yeah, uh, that was obvious. Um, I do like the way... Like you were talking about Milton uh, giving good dying, man. Uh, the way he says you need to hurry in this scene is like, it was haunting to me. Yeah. I felt like they they made Andrea pause there because they wanted him, oh, this will be a good line. Get in there, Milton. Really say this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he shouldn't have had to say it. Fuck. And, <laughs> and I, I'll say this a little bit more later on with Andrea, but I think they actually made a nice rehab attempt of her. Um, but this whole, like, you know, you can continue to work while you're having the scene and it would have been significantly less offensive. That's the thing. Like if they want the tension to be there and they want this to be meaningful, (laughs) you've got to keep me in the scene. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't let me scream at the television saying, fuck you, get the pliers. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I was thinking the entire time. I wasn't even listening to what she was saying. Yep. And they should have known that. Uh, we go back to the prison. And here's where uh, the bulk of the prison action is here. <laughs> the governor oh. and his men get ambushed by smoke. And I want to say concussion grenades. Were those flashbangs? 
I were guess, they sparklers? Yeah. They, I, I think they had flashbangs and gas grenades. Because if they were flashbangs, uh, they must have had shields up or something because they didn't do much. <laughs> right. Uh, as soon as they get hit with those, they run out of the prison, and the super ineffective Glenn and Maggie are firing down on them from the high ground. Uh, somehow not hitting a goddamn single one of them. It was insane. What is the, I mean, again, what in the f- is the fucking point? I don't you know, lead, You have this perfect ambush. Uh, there's another meme on Reddit where they showed all the places where they could have locked the doors and have been like game over. Yeah. And I just have someone come in and lock the cell block behind them. And you've got them yeah. in this perfect killing zone. And this this reminded me of like a G.I. Joe battle or like the old A <laughs> the old A team show where like uh-huh. all this shit was exploding and shit was getting fucked up and zombies are in there, but nobody dies. Yeah, nobody. I, I'm sure there are people who died in the tombs. No, but you I didn't really see them. No, it's it's like a GI Joe battle, and the yeah. music was really good. They brought out the Terminator Two music, but mm. this is where the show right here is where the show started losing me because I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you want to yeah. show that Rick's crew is clever and triumphant, then they should drew they should have drawn some blood for sure. Yeah, I'm totally disappointed by that. Um, and then we get to one of what I would say is the most controversial points in the episode where one of the kids, uh, I don't know his name, runs out into the woods. The asthmatic. And... Is it the asthmatic? Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, so the asthmatic runs out into the woods to escape. He runs into Beth, Carl, and Herschel, who demand that he drop the weapon. And the kid hesitates, so Carl puts one between his eyes. I'm on Carl's side. You know I am, too. Herschel's only shocked because it was a boy. But I Here's... counted I counted long Mississippi seconds. <laughs> Almost 15 <laughs> seconds went by from Herschel saying, drop the gun. Mm-hmm. And this fucker not only was not dropping the gun, he was advancing towards Carl and swinging the barrel of the shotgun towards him. Yeah. So if you... If you want to make this some morally ambiguous moment, don't do shit like that. Exactly. Like, that's the whole point of this, is it's supposed to be like, Carl clearly gunned this kid down, and Herschel's telling his father about it. Your, co- most your son police, is becoming a cold-blooded killer. Most police you, officers in that position would have fucking shot the kid. <laughs> yeah. When you show us a scene where he's obviously not putting the weapon down, what do you expect us to do when Herschel comes back and says, your kid gunned down a, another kid in cold blood? Oh, we don't believe it. We I don't buy it. it. Yeah, and I thought that Carl didn't do a very good job defending himself on this point. He's basically like, well, you're a pussy, Dad. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? Now go. Uh, Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, if, if this was supposed to... I mean, they could have done that moment. Yeah. But there's a lot didn't. of moments they could have done. I, I don't really want to talk about what they could have done. It's what they did that just really didn't work. And this did not. Yes, this is one of those things that did not work at all. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, and I'm wondering, like, so they've obviously got the story, and they know that they're going to be like, later on we're going to say specifically that this kid did not, or this kid was putting this weapon down. Why are we showing it for 15 seconds not putting the weapon down? I'm just like, Glenn Mazzara's got to be in the back with a megaphone saying, put the fucking gun down, kid. Put it down. Now, and the yeah. kid's just milking screen time or something. <laughs> I guess he got his 15 seconds of fame. <laughs> Finally, it's just like, just shoot him, Chandler. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> right. And then they, then they fired Mazera and everyone forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was so bad. 
Uh, okay, so having driven the governor off, the survivors discuss what they want to do next and decide and to wait, take the fight and, and, and to the Woodbury. Thing, we find out that everyone except for Herschel, the baby, and Carl was in the prison. They what? had all their they had all their badass strength in the prison, and they killed no one. Did they? What? Where did? Where the fuck? Yeah, where were they? They were in the prison somewhere. They were Throwing the ones firing. I guess Beth could have thrown a fucking flashbang, and they can't. And oh, and they can't get cut these guys off and draw some blood. Yeah, ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I, I mean, the whole point. Ugh, of this war was to draw blood. They spent the budget. Have some people fall down. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of squibs. Sorry, guys. And it's not you get $100. like and it's and what's really insulting is the next scene where the governor goes crazy and kills everyone anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll talk about that um, before we get to that. Uh, the survivors are talking about what they're going to do, and they decide to go to Woodbury. They go inside to check on the others, and Carl lies to his dad about the governor's soldiers. Um, I don't think he lied. He killed one of the governor's soldiers. Well, he certainly did not tell the whole truth. It's, so he's a bit gung-ho, but then again, this whole situation is sh- horseshit. They they staged the scene that, that previous scene wrong. No, completely. But going by what the show is obviously trying to tell us after that, I don't. Uh, Carl did a horrible thing. I okay. They showed me one <laughs> thing, and they're telling me another thing. Yes, that is correct. Um, so then we go over to the governor, who pulls over his convoy, tells him go back, keep fighting. Uh, they don't like that, so he snaps and he guns them all down. Um, then he gets into a standoff with the world's biggest idiot, uh, takes him out. <laughs> then he walks over to the bodies of the people he just killed, puts a bullet in all their heads, and Martinez and jump jump in the truck and drive off with it was that shitty rifle girl who is at the lead of the this is bullshit we're not killing the living and end up hiding underneath the corpses i think so yeah i thought it was shitty rifle girl no i actually like the whole hiding under the corpses because it's cool and it's also kind of risky in this world yeah who knows if they're going to come back in four hours or four seconds yeah they could pull a shane and come back like right where the governor's uh you know standing over you yeah. Why didn't uh, the governor's henchmen kill him? Because they're fucking idiots. Why would – in what world do they think that this man is, is going to be rational person <laughs> there is no world. serving from here? There is no the world is, in which that is true. They spent precious minutes of screen time not three episodes ago kind of convincing us that Martinez is not that yes. bad of a guy. With Daryl out by the ha- silos. He just hates the walkers because of what they did to his family. And yep. now he's just going to sit and watch this guy gun down women and children and, and, and men Asthmatics that are – Asthmatics and arthritics. <laughs> By the way, all these adults are armed and nobody shoots the governor. Yeah. Well, he slaughters them uh, okay, like- so a lot of people are saying that that's a problem. I don't think it is. These guys are just regular people, right? They're not trained. They're okay. going to see somebody fire Fair a gun point. and go, oh, shit, and run away. But the like, way- And they're going to get flashbanged and they're going to say, oh, fuck, we need to get out of this prison and run. Mm-hmm. The way they filmed Martinez and Shampfucker or whatever his name is, they were totally yeah. horrified at what was going on. Yes. They had the power to stop it. Easily. They did not. Correct. They decided to pile in at the governor and do <laughs> and just drive off into the sunset. Yeah, and who knows where the fuck they went. They like this is the point where I'm thinking, okay, so the governor 
has no army anymore. Uh, this prison war is apparently over. Yeah. Where is he Why, going? And, like, are they going to take it to Woodbury and kill him? I don't know. Because no like, at this does. point, I'm thinking, okay, the governor's got to die because they've kind of been building up to that. Yes. In my mind, anyway. I mean, they've made yes. him out to be this horrible villain. We know what happens to villains. They die. Yeah. Not in this world. Apparently, they well, shoot a bunch of innocent civilians villains. and run off. Stupid villains. Because he has now turned into a cartoon villain. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's like, I can see a cunning, like, season 3.0 governor could survive. The season 3.5 yeah. governor, no fucking way. We want to see him dead. He's supposed to die. He has no yeah. further arc. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Revenge against Rick? He's never going to be in a I mean, he's just going to go around the... Like uh, evil Robin Hood, you know, getting a bit his band of rapist men, and going to come back and get his revenge later. I guess, but I mean, if he starts trying to amass another group, isn't Martinez maybe going to step in and say, "Hey, I don't know if you want to be here because this guy he did some pretty crazy shit last time." Why wouldn't Martinez kill him and make Shimp his left hand man and start his own group? Start the Three Stooges. Just find one more. (laughs) They find a Curly, and they're good to go. <sighs> yeah, they already have their shimp. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. The the other thing in this scene, not only do the civilians not kill him, not only does Martinez and Shump not kill him, the guy who draws on him doesn't fucking kill him. Alan? Yeah. That is unacceptable. Uh, uh, it, you, don't, you don't watch a guy gun a whole bunch of people down, pull a gun on him, and just wait while he shoots you. Yeah, and he doesn't even rail in the guy. I mean, the governor, like, leisurely pulls up his gun and shoots him. And the guy's holding a, a semi-automatic weapon. I, I don't get it. How can anyone watch this and not think, what the fuck is this? What is happening here? Like, there's yeah. a thousand better ways you could have shot that. And I'm not going to go into them, but the one that they picked does not work at all. Mm-mm. It's terrible. And it's just, uh, it's, again, it's narr- this, uh, we'll get into it when you have our final thoughts. Okay. We go back over to the workshop. Andrea grabs the pliers with her toes, and of course she drops them, predictably drops them. Uh, she picks them up again and starts to free herself just in time for Milton's hand to begin moving. He's starting to reanimate. Again, if the rest of the episode wasn't horse shit and they didn't have that soliloquy where they spent five minutes talking to each other instead of her continuing to work on the chains... Yeah, would have been, would have been a decent scene. Yeah, they could, could have, have been paced, tense. They could have paced this to be a t- you know where she's diligently working the whole time. The bolts just aren't getting you know her dropping is her dropping the pliers with her toes is not the problem. No, certainly not. No, it's the fact that she took a five minute breather to have a bullshit heart to heart that went nowhere. That is basically a lamer version of the speech she gives on her deathbed to it, her actual it, friends that we care about. It's yeah, the complete lack of urgency in this character. She is in a extremely urgent situation, and she's acting like she's sitting on a park bench discussing yeah. things with a friend. Yeah. Ugh. Disgusting. Um, the only time she's in a hurry, apparently, when it's t- is when it's time to shoot Daryl. Then she can't <laughs> fucking shoot fast yeah. enough. Sure. Uh, as they're getting ready to leave for Woodbury, Rick tries to scold Carl for killing that kid, but Carl just reverses it on him and tells him to get out of his face. 
and he drops the badge as he leaves. Kind of a one last final fuck you. Uh, he did that on purpose, right? Oh they yeah, didn't just like fall out of his pocket. Okay, no, he went ham on Rick. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he uh, like Rick wasn't prepared for how real and raw he got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, to a certain degree, he's right, isn't he? And, and that's yes. the thing. I yes, I'm on Carl's side. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't know that I like as far as like taking Andrea's storyline and making it the complete opposite extreme of the governor. Like, the governor wants to kill everybody all the time. Andrea never wants to kill anybody. We've got Carl who's here trying to make these hard decisions. It just seems like it is completely counter to everything that Andrea's storyline is trying to do in this episode because I agree with Carl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, there was no ambiguity in my mind in that scene. Yeah, again, a police officer in peacetime would have shot that dude, or yeah. more than likely would have shot that guy. If he didn't, he would have got a fucking medal for it for valor. <laughs> Carl yeah. is not a police officer; he's at war, and this guy's an enemy combatant. Yeah, not that's the thing too. He's literally in the middle of a war. Yeah, it's, and his baby sister's there. His uh-huh. his his uh pr- his uh, teenage hottie is there. Yeah, but teenage grandpa. hottie's old man is there, and he's and he's the guy with the gun. And this kid's being a dick about dropping it fast. Yeah, ridiculous. Again, no okay. one in the writers um, room or a... watch. You know that 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 have been an easy reshoot to make if they didn't feel like, hey, you know what, we need to make this a little bit more ambiguous. No, no, they got it. <laughs> First take. <laughs> um, we go back over. To Glenn and Maggie, uh, they decide to stay behind at the prison. For some uh, reason. Oh, well, in case the governor comes back. I, I can buy that. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. I mean, they don't know that he just murdered his that's entire true. army. <laughs> yeah. So um, so in case he comes back, they decide to stay, and the badass trio takes off. You got Rick, Daryl, and Michonne mm-hmm. uh, rolling up on Woodbury. Against the combined might of Woodbury, this seems like a bad idea. Well, and <laughs> it seems like a bad idea, but Daryl, not a problem, right? He's He says, just the three of us? All right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm on board. By the way, awesome, awesome that on your stealth assault, your secret assault on Woodbury, you're going to take the loudest fucking vehicle you own. You really can't just <laughs> pile in the Hyundai, man. You got to no you gotta, you gotta have this, you know, Woodbury is going to be like from five miles out. What the fuck? They're actually coming to get us? <laughs> Those guys are crazy. Uh, let's all run away. Uh, uh, okay, so I give zombie kill of the week here to Michonne for the uh, double katana kill. Yeah. Get out of the car. That was pretty righteous. Slice their faces off. Yeah, and there weren't really any great zombie kills, unless you want to count the ones that were kind of Rambo style with the 50 cal. It was but, cool. Eh. This one was up close and personal. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milton comes back as a walker and, uh, Andrea struggles to get free. She manages to get free just as Milton approaches and the camera pulls oh, out behind the door. We have no idea what happens. I actually didn't think she was going to get eaten at this point. I didn't either. And, um, can we also talk about Andrea's immaculately pedicured toes? Uh, well, I mean, what's wrong with that? Everybody else, every square inch of these people are grimy, but she just got her nails did. Yeah, maybe man. Maybe that's why it took so long with the pliers. She didn't want to fuck up her nail job. <laughs> Probably. I just thought, again, I, that's I a know. minor detail that should have been caught, right? 
I don't know. I hate in an episode so full of bullshit. I hate it's, to it's indicative. Stuff like that. I'm no man. I'm I, like people that say I nitpick shit. I'm nitpicking the fuck out of this episode <laughs> because this is the kind of stuff. It's right, it's well, not like attention to detail, people. Attention to detail and character. Attention to detail and story. And all you people are like, oh, there's zombies. Turn off your brain. Well, this is what you get. This was not supposed to be turn off your brain. That's not what this show was supposed to be. Uh, it has morphed into that. Exactly. Exactly. So we go back to Rick and his group who arrive at Woodbury um, at the at the front wall where. But before we get into that, can I get a yeah. quick review of the Walking Dead survival instinct? Uh, Have you played bullshit. it? Don't buy it. Yeah. I played it's it this weekend. Really? Because that the Merle was rough looking. He's very Smeagol looking. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't look terrible. It's just really? not a fun game. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the mechanics are boring, and I, I ended up not even playing through it. I just quit, like, maybe oh my three God. hours in. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I was just wondering, because I heard you, like, doing some tweeting about it, and I the, I thought the commercial looked awesome. So, public service <laughs> announcements. Yeah. Stay away. I think that was my tweet. Like, don't be fooled by this preview. The game is as rotten as a walker. <laughs> so, yeah. Not good. Anyway, uh, we go to the gates um, with Rick and crew where Tyrese is posted up and they start shooting until Karen jumps up and says, Hey, Rick saved me and the governor killed everybody. And suddenly <laughs> Tyrese is okay with everything. The guy who last time I- he saw was fucking screaming into the sky, f- waving his pistol around, threatening to kill everyone. Now he's suddenly cool. Cause Karen says, Oh, Karen says it's fine. Uh, I think that's yeah okay. I'm not gonna defend it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't deserve my defense. Uh, also, yeah. I forget. I don't. I think we kind of glossed over this, but Shitty Rifer Girl decided that it was best to jump scare to reveal herself. <laughs> yeah, we, we with didn't a bunch of that. with a bunch of armed men. Uh huh. Like, yeah. oh oh my god! Brain what I want to do. I might actually do this because this is an easy clip to cut, but I want to cut a clip of her jump-scaring Daryl and then getting out of the truck and him clearing it and then just have it loop over and over. Like, there's just 18 people in this truck. Like a clown car? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Rick kind of leaves cover here, and they discuss the situation with Tyrese. Rick tells him that Andrea never made it to the prison, and they go off to search for her. Uh, when they find her in the workshop, she's been bit, uh, which was surprising to me. She mm-hmm. asks about the others and says that no one can make it alone now. Um, Andrea decides she's going to blow her brains out, and Rick gives her a gun. And Michonne stays to watch, and the others go outside. What do you think about uh, Andrea's heartfelt death scene? Uh, I thought Daryl must have been chuckling at the irony of Andrew shooting herself. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I thought the whole I just didn't want anyone to die was not a bad rationale that, you know, sure. and, and that kind of fits with her character arc the whole season where she's kind of delusional thinking that if she can just keep this all together, mm-hmm. that maybe everyone that she cares about can live. It was a fantasy and it's revealed at the end as a fantasy. Um, and I guess, you know, it's fine. I mean, I, 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 
we we talked about this where we thought that Andrea died just because they had just kind of screwed up her character. The internet had hated her, as you know, hated her. This show seems to rather dispose of people than to work with <laughs> criticisms and give them, you know, rework their character. So, yeah. frankly, I never understood the like super hate for Andrea. Certainly no. not on the level that I hated Lori. Right. Um, I thought she was an actively bad character. Um, Andrea, I just wasn't connected to like super well. Yeah, she um, really went off the rails this last this this half of the season, though. Like she you did know, once. She, once she should have clearly recognized that the governor was a psychopath. Then I started saying, "Okay, I see why people hate her," but I still didn't hate her. I just didn't care about her that much. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I because that. of that stuff, and so when she says, "Oh, I sacrificed my," when she's sacrificing herself for other people to live, it's like, uh, so what? Right. I, I don't care about you that much. <laughs> right. And, and the Michonne-Andrea connection was never made that strongly, in my opinion, either. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw, we know from the backstory of this that they were traveling together for eight months or so um, in the harsh Georgia winter, but we don't ever see any of that. Mm-hmm. We saw one conversation around a campfire. We saw one conversation when they came back, when Andrea came back to the prison a couple episodes ago. And they didn't seem too friendly there. So, like, we know there's a relationship, but it didn't seem like a meaningful enough one for me to get really worked up or for Michonne to. Yeah, and flashbacks are cheap and easy, and I feel like a couple more of them fleshing out their relationship, and it would have been a lot less Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker-esque. And that, oh, yeah, they're (laughs) such good friends, but we never see it. And just like them, we don't really connect to it. We don't believe it. And they had... So, I mean, we talked about, like, oh, my God, such a breakneck pace to the first half of the season. Where are they going to the second season? They had plenty of time to fill. Yeah. (laughs) And they could have given us these nice character moments, but they didn't. And the arcs that they did set up, I can't stress this enough, did not pay off. And now we basically have flipped Rick to debate mode again. Yep. Like, he's learned the lesson, but I don't think they're the right lessons. So what do you think the lesson – well, okay, let's save it until we get to the actual okay. lesson scene, right? <laughs> All right. Um, which we're at, but before we get to that, I wanted to talk about uh, the logistics of firing this weapon because it has been everywhere on Reddit. I mean people are arguing up and down about this weapon. Um, like what kind of weapon is it, first of all? It's a what revolver, are you talking right? about? What are you talking about? The weapon that Rick gives to Andrea to shoot herself. Okay. I didn't Uh, didn't even pay attention. Okay. So she's got a revolver. It's his revolver. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. People are going back and analyzing, like, the sound that it makes. And, yes, this is very nitpicky. I'm totally not on board with these criticisms, but so many people are talking about it that I've got to mention it. Okay. They make the sound of a shell casing hitting the ground a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah, I do remember which, that. Which, yeah, revolvers don't release shell casings. Sorry. No, uh-uh, they don't. Um, they require manual intervention. And some people are saying, like, it's it's not his revolver. No, it's his fucking revolver. I went back and I looked. It's his revolver. Let's stay calm. It's his revolver. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing, firing this weapon. We always talk about how loud weapons would be. How loud do you think firing a forty-five caliber pistol, or sorry, it's a three-fifty-seven, a three-fifty-seven, would be in a corrugated steel box? Extremely loud. 
Okay. Like, uh, and Michonne is like two and a half feet from the. Uh, Let's like assume from the she walked to the other side of the room. <laughs> it's just gonna. It's gonna. It's it's gonna be deafening. Yeah, it's gonna be super loud. The sound effect that they put in there did not accurately portray how loud that gun would be. No, I mean, like I said, it's it's. I own a very similar weapon, and I don't like to fire it without earmuffs just out in the open. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, you've been to the range with me to shoot it. Like, you know, you get into like a 10-foot-wide cement box, and you can feel it in your lungs. Like, pow, yeah. you know, it's, 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 ter- it's, it's terrifying. Michonne would be like, <laughs> what? What? You know, t- 10 and 9 yeah. to city. All right. So that's out of the way. Um, we go back over to Rick at the prison uh, and his crew coming back. Um, they have a busload of people in tow from Woodbury. And when they get there, Carl asks what this is. And Rick tells what is that this joining shit? Us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I can just see Shane last season yelling, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That is Carl right then. Uh-huh. Uh, and Rick, Rick lays down the law. He says they're joining us. And then Carl huffs off. So I guess it's back to the dictatorship. We're going to take a vote about letting these fuckers in. Yeah, apparently not. No, we're just going to bring back 48 people. I, th- this uh, has been characterized as a bus full of old people and, uh, <laughs> young people. But uh, honestly, it does seem like it's like from all walks of life, but it can't be right because the governor took his best people for right. his army, which he murdered. Yet there were middle-aged, able-bodied people in that cr- crowd. No, no, they all had asthma. Don't worry. Okay, about it. okay. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a twentieth-century invention, though, Jim. <laughs> um, and finally, Rick sees Lori looking down approvingly at him from the catwalk. Uh, the only thing that was brought to a close here, in my opinion, is Rick's insanity. Right? Yeah, because I mean, he now looks back he's and she's again. gone. Right. Uh, and they and they zoom in on the grave marker. Yep. So I'm only left to assume that okay, Rick is now sane again. He's made his, uh, he's repented. He's done what he needed to do to get back on the the normal plane of sanity. <laughs> Man, if your tag for next season is well, at least our leader's not going to be batshit crazy. Yeah, boy, you better boil me over with the season four trailers. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not... But, it, but the thing is, they run some season four trailers that are fucking awesome. I'm not going to believe them. They ran trailers that were saying, get ready for the epic fucking war. Yeah. And it didn't happen. The, uh, yeah, I mean, taken as a whole, season three feels slightly better on average than season two. But it's hard to say with because the exception that, of the finales, the, the taste we're going to have in our mouth, we're going to have to stick with for well over six months till yeah. Halloween rolls around again. Yeah. See, I have a really hard time not going into this episode and totally spoiling season four of Breaking Bad for everybody, because <laughs> I think you can draw a lot of uh, things that they should have done from season four of Breaking Bad and how they handled certain elements of that show compared to how they handled certain elements of this there's, show. There's two ways you can go with the finale. You can go cliffhanger or you can go wrap-up. Yeah. Satisfying wrap-up. And they chose neither. <laughs> yeah, that is accurate because I'm was i not looking forward to seeing anything that they cliffhanged. 
Well, the other thing is, a lot of people's like, well, why'd they go to prison instead of Woodbury? That's a fair point, because the prison, yeah. like, in the comics, the prison, you know, was a nice place. They had got crops to grow, and they had, you know, they were they had, like, this kind of fledgling town going and it was worth protecting the, the tv show mm-hmm. there and this was really offensive when i see robert kirkman saying well we wanted the prison to be its own character and have its own little arm fuck you the prison was a <laughs> shithole it doesn't have any character it, it has it, it, its fences were always knocked down it had a gaping hole that the survivors never had time to plug like they get they yeah. they literally are stacking pallets along the chain link fence but they can't stack yeah. pallets or nail down pallets in the hole in the prison that's letting walkers in all the time. <laughs> Apparently not. I don't – it doesn't make sense. It's a bigger hole. It's the gate. It's the main gate. They don't have a gate like maybe exactly like the one that was there before they rammed it in to replace it with. <laughs> I do think that's true. I think they got the gate back up because they were shutting at the end of this episode. I'm talking about the giant blasted hole that Tyrese and folks got through. Oh, okay. Which yeah, they had the back into no- the prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they never even knew that that was there until Tyrese came through. It's just like, I don't I don't even know. It just feels like 16 hours of television, there shouldn't be this many loose hanging ends and it's it's the killing all over again. And, and you the, know, for the prison itself is a loose end, right? We don't want to be in one location for that long of a period of time. No. We saw it on the farm. It got fucking boring. Right. Now, you think bringing a busload of old people and babies is going to make it interesting? Mm. How? I mean, they like have I said, no enemy anymore. There are a lot of things. They could, there's a lot of directions they could take this that could be interesting, but you're asking me to have faith in a show that has consistently rope-a-doped me into the next season and now they finally delivered a turd of a finale where I'm like, uh, okay. And, oh, oh, by the way, we have totally new showrunners. Yeah. There's no continuity in, in that. So I don't know. I mean, it could – it's yeah, like it's, it's more hope, wishes, and uh, positive thinking at this point to think that it's going to be anything more than it's been before, which is a frustrating, weird-ass amalgam of a show. It's sometimes brilliant. It's bafflingly stupid. Uh, it has excellent zombie effects. Yep. And I don't think it's ever going to be anything more. Yeah, which is a shame because in season one, it wasn't that. Uh, the beginning of season one was a thoughtful show. Uh, mm-hmm. One that made you actually feel different things as you followed this character, Rick, through this crazy-ass world. Uh, and he was very human, and he was making decisions that people could identify with now that's not the case i just don't know what their fetish is for not following the comic continuity i really don't yeah doesn't it feel like they're trying to twist things just for the sake of twisting them it absolutely does it's like kirkman doesn't is is would be i don't know i feel like i'm starting to blame kirkman for all this um yeah uh we have an email that kind of discusses um glenn mazara being uh, quote unquote being let go or just leaving over creative differences. Yeah. Um, and the different implications of that. So right. we'll save that for okay. I'm... the feedback section. Yep. Uh, and, but that's the end of the episode. Um, Idiot survivor of the week goes to every single fucking person in this episode. <laughs> like it's just, it's blanket. The writers, the cast, the director, the producers, everybody gets idiot survivor of the week. <laughs> you, yeah. me, Everyone. Yeah. 
My liver? (laughs) Yeah, your liver. Sure. Uh, Jason and Karen, you get it too. How about that? (laughs) Uh, I'm interested to see what they say about it tomorrow. I am too. I want to see what the other Walking Dead podcasts say because we have a reputation of being kind of negative on this show. Yeah. And I think it's justified, but here's one episode where it has been universally accepted that this is terrible. And I want to see if they follow mm-hmm. the uh, the general trend there. Because yep. if not, I'm calling you out. Interesting. Uh, all right. Do you have any uh, promotion you want to do before we get into the feedback? Oh, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate. I actually hate doing the negative stuff. It takes it out of me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to feed that rather than just genuine love and excitement. But... Having said that, we are part of the Bald Move Network. You can find all of our content at baldmove.com. We just started Game of Thrones. Uh, this weekend, Jim and I are going to dust off the Mad Men cast and do a preseason uh, preview for that. It uh, premieres this Sunday. Busting if out the want, whiskey for that one. If, if you want three-dimensional characters and thoughtful plot lines, uh, saddle <laughs> on up to Mad Men. Uh, we're also wrapping up Justified on our TV cast. That's kind of on a little hiatus, and Breaking Bad's coming back this summer. Uh, don't forget our newest affiliates, the Personal Arrogance Crew. This week they talk about Star Wars Land, uh, beer, which is a recurring feature. Uh, the Cause Show talks about uh, boob jobs, um, nail polish for men, and life pep talks. Uh, that's Amy Gerlin and Susan out of – did I fuck that up? No, it's Amy Gerlin and Susan out no, of, out of uh, Los <laughs> Angeles. And uh, – we always appreciate ratings and reviews on iTunes. It's the single biggest thing you can do to drive traffic to our cast. Uh, if you want people to, uh, we're, we're wa- Walking Dead truthers. Uh, if you want, if you have a fellow like-minded people, send them our way. Um, tell them to go to baldmove.com. Uh, you can also use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. And I think we're ready for feedback now. Oh no, we're not, because we have a sponsor this week. Our sponsor is Audible. Uh, they're the Internet's leading provider for spoken audio entertainment. They have uh, tens of thousands of audiobooks for download. Uh, your computer, your smartphone, your MP3 player. You can listen whenever and wherever you want. Uh, they have over 100,000 titles, so just tons of stuff to listen to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and recommend World War Z. Re-recommend it, actually, because I think we recommended it a couple weeks ago. The movie's coming out pretty soon. There's trailers everywhere um and the the voice work in this is just phenomenal i mean you got guys like um mark hamill and <laughs> can't think of his name jesus from the big lebowski uh Turturro, john Turturro, uh guys like that and a lot of other people that you've probably heard of or at least heard their voices before um and i thought this was a really cool book coming off of like zombie survival guide who's also by max brooks um and that one is, like, kind of logistic-based. I mean, it's like, okay, how do you kill zombies, and what's the best weapon, and how does the virus spread, and stuff like that. Whereas World War Z is more of a story. Like, you get the background of how the zombie infection took over um, and how the world changed as a result of that. And I thought it was really cool. Like I said, the voice work is exceptional. So uh, go check that out. You can actually get that for free if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash move. You can sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible and get a free book with it. All right, let's get into it. We have an absolute shitload. I mean, break it down percentage-wise, positive versus negative, because I I read quite a bit of it. It seemed like a 
a, like a 90-10 split. You know, I almost always get more positives than negatives. It was easily a 90-10 split. I'd say it was 95-5 split. I, I yeah. think I saw maybe two or three emails that were like, oh, I kind of like this episode. Okay. And maybe they were just being contrarian. Who knows? Could be. Uh, we start off with Jared G., who writes in, you were unsure what Michonne's fingers were trapped in. Last episode, we talked about this. Uh, he says, I'm pretty sure it was a dial of the phone that Merle took with the numbers pinched out. Great cast, guys. Uh, a lot of people wrote in to say that. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so kind of cool. Nick M writes in, I really enjoyed it until the last five minutes talking about this new episode. Um, I know they probably wanted to stretch this part of the comic out a little more, but uh, felt a little underwhelmed with the finale. I ask you guys, what do you think will happen now with the governor? Uh, how will Carl be from here forth? And lastly, what Aaron's liver thinks of this episode? <laughs> Aaron's liver is very relieved when he got gutted in the first five minutes. And what's awesome yeah. is I felt like my liver was a real person on Facebook, and it was his birthday. Because, you know, when someone has a birthday on Facebook, you get like 100 comments like, congratulations yeah, yeah. or happy birthday. My liver got so much positive thoughts in that live <laughs> thread. It was awesome. Sweet. Uh, as far as what what's going to happen with the governor, I don't care. Like... It's not something I want to think about because whatever he's, I come up with will be ten times as good as what they're going to come up with. He's Yeah, he's one crazy guy with two pussies. Yeah. What yeah. possible threat could they be to Rick's group in the prison at this point? They they None. Surely they can be terrorists, but... The pull an Andrew. They'll, they'll get the, the deer guts and start stringing them along the walls. We're kind of uh, out of characters that I detest, though. I mean, from here on out, anyone dying is going to be fairly brutal. Even Carol at this point. Well, there you go. So there's that. Um, I think the far more interesting question, as he asks, is how will Carl be from here forth? Um, I think this is going to be, unless, I don't know how far they're going to skip ahead, if at all, in the next season. Um, But what they've set up is actually pretty interesting. I think the idea of Rick being um, not necessarily a bad parent just an oblivious one um one who thinks that his kid is going to come through it okay even though there's clear signs that he's not uh and rick now i think acknowledges that and understands it uh seeing him deal with that and try to course correct carl would be pretty interesting mm-hmm. no so. i i love i i mean carl is very interesting to me and his relationship with rick unfortunately i don't think rick has held up his end of the bargain this season so that was, I mean, I, I compare where they were at last season where Rick gave him that talk about, you know, how you got to grow up in this world and all that and how awesome that scene was versus I don't really got a lot to go on, you know? Yeah. Uh, Samson writes in, says, I thought the episode started off really strong, but then faded off. There were some things I hated, like nobody shooting back at the governor, Morgan not sh- I don't. I don't understand the thing about Morgan not showing up, right? I mean, that's not a big deal. That was no. not something that we were expecting to happen as an audience. It was that's just... F- no, the insiders were, and and I don't know why they couldn't give it to us. I think that... Jeez. Uh, I, I, I got to wait for spoilers. I got to wait for spoilers. <laughs> okay. Uh, Morgan not showing up, the group not leaving the prison, and Rick bringing back all of the weak Woodbury people. There were some high points, though. Tyrese and Sasha joining the group. Yeah, I kind of like to see that. Uh, Carl being as badass as ever. Andrea finally dying, and I thought the music was great. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Were we watching the same show, man? Uh, all right. 
Keep up the great work. Thanks. Uh, Joseph V says, was this a season finale or just another three-month break before season three and three-thirds? The only thing that came of this was that we found out Creepy Pete has a son and his name is Creepy Carl. Twice the creepiness in a smaller package. Uh, for people who don't get that reference, check out our Mad Men podcast. <laughs> uh, plus, he has a gun, and he's definitely not afraid to use it. Um, no surprises at all, and no closure to the governor's storyline. Are we supposed to think that he just went off into oblivion after realizing his own lunacy? Well, lunacy doesn't go away. The realization of it only goes to fuel it further. No, uh, Now we're in for at least another half season of the governor's plot on the prison. Shoot me now, Carl. Most importantly, way to go affects people. Rick Magna, Rick's Magnum could, uh, should make your ears bleed going off a room like that. And what was with the sound of the bullet casing hitting the ground? Yeah, lots of people are going to be talking about that. So skip to the end. Uh-huh. Uh, Pimby writes, um, "Hi guys, but you're glad to s- <laughs> bet you're glad you waited since October for that. It was a good episode, but it was a piss poor anticlimax of a finale. Felt much more like a mid season finale. I know you guys keep saying that one of the joys of this show." Anyone can die at any time, but I just don't feel that anymore. Ever since they used Oscar as fodder, it has felt like new characters are introduced just to give the illusion of main character threat. Axel, Ben, and Alan are the same. Uh, Merle and Andrea were just just token end-of-season deaths. The start of Season 3 was a world away from 3.5 with T-Dog, Laurie, Shane. Uh, Season 2, yeah, uh, really felt like anyone could die at any point. Uh, He was scared for Beth watching her doing laundry in case she slipped and drowned in the laundry bowl. Um, I don't know. Andy didn't feel like a token death. It did feel like they didn't know what to do with her. So fuck it. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, Uh, that's, that's a Georgia survivor death, original survivor death. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and there are only what five of them left out of the original group. Yeah, I think there were like 16 know. total. I'd have to look at our show image. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got them all on there. Uh, and he says some stuff about uh, the overall season, but we're probably going to save that for when we actually do a recap, which hopefully will be uh, after Mad Men and Game of Thrones are over. Yeah, it might. we might hear some more stuff in the summer, and uh, you know, or we might just wait yeah. till next year. It's uh, probably more likely. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Uh, Brandon from Georgia says, first off, I want to say the finale was a mixed bag for me. I was thrilled at the reveal that Andrea was bitten. Uh, what a wasted character. Uh, they spent way too much time making us hate Andrea that when she's supposed to appear sympathetic, we don't care that she's dying. I mean, I think Michonne is the only person that mourned her death. Rick and Daryl sure didn't seem to care that much, and I definitely didn't. Can't fault Lori Holden, though. She did the best she could with the material she was given. But geez, does AMC have an act for writing terrible women roles or what? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think her role was that terrible. Yeah. Um, Got to keep going. Tons of emails. Brian KW says, for the finale, why not go to Woodbury? Who wants to live in a prison when you have a town? Odd way to end the season. Um, also, the Andrea part was long and ridiculous. She can't talk and pick up players at the same time. She knows better after what she has gone through. I agree. Uh, Buzz Hote says tell me if you've said this to yourself at the end of an episode of the walking dead specifically a finale or mid-season finale it will get better next season or episode it has to the source material is too good to screw up then like a gullible schmuck you keep coming back for more even though it never for uh it never fails or fulfills 
the potential that you've convinced yourself could exist. This is where I find myself going once again with The Walking Dead, where there are some good episodes along the way to be uh, to being very underwhelmed by a finale that producers, showrunners, actors, etc. hailed as incredible, amazing, shocking, and emotionally satisfying. Yes, but knowing what I know from the comics, I find this show to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, that's that's like the real bummer, right? Everybody says it's so great. And we kind of know, okay, when you're talking on to the, to the public about a show that you're a part of, you've got to be positive about it. Right. There's nobody's going to say, well, yeah, season three, the ending kind of sucks. And, well, we're replacing the guy at the end of it. So don't worry. It'll get better. <laughs> nobody's going to say that. Yeah. Well, it's like there's it just depends on who you want or what you're wanting out of this. Like if you're a Bill Simmons or Grantland guy and you're just like, I just want to see zombies killed yeah, uh, and people eaten, then you, this is fine. And, and you're going to con- like this is just a minor speed bump. But if you you know, want more. Uh, and like I said, I, I tend to like stuff, but I, I like the extremes. Like, if you're going to just be fucking stupid, go cranked. Yeah. I want to see crank, crank two levels of stupidity, or I want to see what's sure. the, what's the uh, Peter Jackson, uh, Jackson uh, zombie film, Dead Alive. Brain Dead, Dead Alive. Brain dead. Yeah. Either one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Uh, I, I You know, it's like... I don't feel like high drama and zombies are two great tastes that go great together unless you're really taking the drama thing seriously. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, I would have loved to seen Rick pick up a lawnmower and just charge the governor. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're slipping the, the final battle by slip sliding on blood and yeah. you, know, you can get your zombie baby on and, and go crazy like that. But, you know, I, if Speaking I... Speaking of which, I downloaded a movie called zombie ass uh, oh for christ's sake it's some it's some japanese like it, it's crazy of course Absolutely it is crazy. i haven't watched it yet but i really want to see it uh, anyway he goes on um it's impossible to ignore that it seems amc is taking the cheap route with the walking dead time and time again even though it's a cash cow for the network there's never been a big budget blackwater type episode here blackwater what's Blackwater? uh that is the uh epic battle scene of uh last year's game of thrones Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't know the titles for those. They're gotcha. all like yeah, weird yeah. city names or something. <laughs> yep. Um, the governor going all full metal jack at the end was just lazy writing. Even lazier was that none of the 20 or so armed people took a shot back at him. Wouldn't it have been at least slightly more believable if the governor was on the receiving end of a non-life-threatening stray bullet? Yeah. Why not? Sure. Uh, anything would have been more interesting. <laughs> um. I, you know, I didn't actually, aside from nobody wants to fucking kill the governor, I didn't have a problem with the way that scene was acted. I thought the acting of a guy just snapping and it kind of had this moment where he's, his head's just swimming and he's filling up with these thoughts of like, oh my God, nothing is going as planned. These people are annoying the shit out of me. And then he snaps. I thought that was actually fairly effective. Uh, yeah. It just had – it was I, just ridiculous in so many other ways. Yeah, again, it's like everything came together to make it a bad episode. It wasn't like one scene you can point to and, and you know nitpick and say, oh, man, this is totally ruined it for me. It's pretty much the whole package. Yeah, yeah. Even Ugh. the stuff that's set up to be kind of cool, it completely fell flat by the end. Yep, I agree. 
one final thing I want to read just because it has uh, some of my favorite titles for movies ever in it. Um, this season was really about the worst acted and worst written character ever, Andrea. Maybe it's not no- Nostril Dumbass's fault. <laughs> Nostril Dumbass? Is that Andrea? I guess. Uh, in, her the writing, sav- in her savage face form? I guess. Uh, the writing and the editing here for Andrea are on the level of something you'd see on the Sci-Fi Channel. Actually, saying that is a huge disservice to movies like Sharktopus and Mansquito. No reason to say why I hated her character, as I'm sure you've already torn her down and exposed it for what it is. Hot garbage. Agreed, man. Agreed. Stan writes in, Also, did anyone else notice that the ghost hologram of Lori in the episode was seductively rubbing her pregnant belly the entire time she looked at Rick? Seductively? What uh, I, I don't the hell's know what's wrong with you people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, pregnant but women she definitely was rubbing it's, her belly. Yeah, yeah, pregnant women do that. I don't think it's seductive. No, no. If you had a no, giant no, belly no like that, you'd, you'd rub it too. I would. I do. Uh, Josh writes in, Well, boys, I think now we know why Mazera was canned. What a steaming pile of a finale. God, I hate... Do some we? Some part of me... Which... Was he on, was he the Rebel Alliance or was he the imp, was he the Empire on this one? See, we don't know. There are there creative are differences. Was opinions. he like this is horseshit? We cannot do this to the viewers. That's what I want to think because everything about me, uh, everything about this show tells me that AMC is doing this on the cheap. Like, even though this is a, a outstanding, colossal mega hit for cable compared to most shows um they seem to be taking the cheap way out like where was the war where was the effects budget where was all the stuff that we wanted to see i felt like they spent the money they just didn't do it right they didn't spend it on the right places you know what i mean where did they spend the money they had like the the zombie rambo scene that cost money the prison sequence with all those things exploding people (sighs) running around and screaming that cost money that doesn't cost that much money no, but it, it's like not exponentially more to make it good. They blew up those towers for Christ's sake. That was cool. Oh, you think those were real towers? Those were cardboard boxes. They shut the fuck. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just saying uh, I don't think the show the stuff that they fall down on is the cheap stuff, which is writing. Yeah, you know, writing and plot is is much cheaper than getting out and filming and fx and all that stuff and they just don't give a shit yep fair enough kevin f says uh i feel like nothing really happened at all andrea's death felt death felt lame and half-baked to say the least no heroic moment or emotional sacrifice just fumbled with a wrench killed zombie poindexter uh extending the governor's arc feels like a terrible mistake the meandering of the second half of the season may be at fault here so, therefore, no resolutions to anything we went through this season except maybe Ghost Lori taking off, but that was dumb anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if, you're, if your satisfying arc is your leader's no longer crazy, yeah, uh, you've got a problem. Alex F. says, now here's a theory about Mazera's departure. He's got the opposite side, and he's got some uh, stuff to back it up. According to Sepinwall of Feinberg's podcast, Mazera's story is that he left over creative differences about where the show would go in season four. Do we think there's a chance that Mazzara wanted to leave the prison and Woodbury behind, but Kirkman slash AMC slash whoever wanted to stay there a while? That might explain all the bullshit of the last few weeks. Contriving a way for the groups to stay at the prison could get kind of messy, especially if the if the showrunner um, wasn't on board. 
anyway, man, so excited to see uh, to get into this half season, and now I'm back to where I was after season two. I'll still check out season four, though, as long as I'm properly liquored up. <laughs> yeah, I might have to be as well. Well, well, we won't know until some people start like leaking information because it could go either way. It could be AMC horrified that they've got another killing on their hands. Um, or <laughs> Somehow could... I don't think so with 12.4 million and, viewers. And I keep hearing that they spent so much money on this prison. And they're like, man, can't we just, you know, the, the whole reason we're stuck on a farm, it turns out, is because they were wanting to save money on the budget. Yeah. So I could see them saying, well, let's keep this prison around an extra, you know uh an extra year or an extra season i guess yeah no but for sure but again this 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 show's got to be making hella cash cuz it's not just the sponsorship it's not just the commercials it's also they i've never seen a show with so many fucking sponsorships like do, zombies do you know, running around in a Honda and zombies running around with Microsoft Surface Pros and zombies running around <laughs> fucking bingle you know using bing searches cuz that's what fucking brain dead zombies would do uh, they got to be making t- tons of cash, man. They are, man. And the licensing fees that they're making on games, there have been three games, games within the past year. action figures. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. And and the the other shows that they're promoting, like they're going way overboard with promoting their other shows during this show. Right? I mean, every other commercial was like, now check out everything that AMC's got coming up. Yeah. And I, I get that, like HBO does that, but that's sure. because they don't run traditional commercials. Right. It's all subscription based, so I don't know. It just it it's starting to get a little annoying that I see what could be such a great show faltering because of what I can assume is they don't want to spend the money based on what happened in season two when they're obviously making a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I, I, I agree. Okay, uh, Michael D. says um, some notes about uh, side, uh, sorry, about reshoots. Uh, Andrea telling Milton why she stayed was probably a reshoot. This episode oh, was written by Glenn Mazzara, but Lori Holden stated in the Inside the Episode interview that our new showrunner wrote that scene with Andrea telling Milton why she stayed. Also, during a clip, it actually showed Milton biting her arm while she struggled to get out, not her shoulder. Yeah, there was a deleted scene there where they actually showed uh, Milton and Andrea struggling. I don't get it. Why did they put that in? Because that is a basically a repeat of her uh, of the um, justification she gives to Rick, and it yeah. destroyed. That's yeah, that's right. what destroyed the pacing of that. So really, they reshot and to make it worse. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's what we have to look forward to with the uh, new showrunner. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, he says he also noticed a scene between Tyrese and Sasha that was never elaborated on. That's the one we were talking about where he goes off to do something. Um, he says he probably thinks it had to do with reshoots as well. Um, the governor's invincibility was also annoying him. What the actual fuck? This man has a force field around him or something. It's worse than the teleporting walkers. You mean to tell me that the governor was able to shoot all those people without anyone shooting back? I call bullshit just like all the other times. Um, Tom in from Melbourne says one of the largest subtle things I noticed in largest subtle things, huh? Hmm. That's suspect. I noticed in the episode where the callbacks to both the comics, uh, season one and season 3.0, the opening shot of the governor's eyes, a direct copy of the Walker eye zoom out. We get at the beginning of season at the beginning of the season 
Glenn and Maggie in full riot gear was a beautiful sight to behold, especially since they spent so much time in it during the prison arc of the comic. Um, the governor's apparently has a uh, a line, kill them all in the comic, a pretty prominent line. So it was awesome to hear uh, a nice twist on that. Line. Oh, okay. Well, it did in Tom's. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Andrea saying that she knows how the safety works, which I don't, actually don't think we covered during the show. Uh, is a callback to uh, the the moment where she killed Amy. Is that right? It's I don't know. It's 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 a callback to season one where she kind of didn't she pull the gun and when she first met Rick, then she yeah, pulled a gun and also, pointed at his head, and then he mentioned that you know you had the safety on or something like that. Didn't yeah? I think she did that with Amy as well, didn't she? I don't think so. I, I, she pointed mm-hmm. a gun at Rick when he tried to go take it from her, but uh, I mean, obviously, she had the safety off, or she would have been dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the first time they met. Okay. Um, Got to keep moving. Jenny says, first, the story with Carl and the boy from Woodbury caused quite a discussion in our living room because we had two different generations watching the show. My daughter, who's 15 was irritated with Herschel and his point of view and fully supported Carl's decision, as both Aaron and I do. <laughs> I also supported Carl's actions, especially when the kid didn't put the weapon down and continued to walk toward Carl, even after having two guns pointed at him and being instructed to put the weapon down, not handed over. Yep. Good point. Carl saw a threat. He saw a person holding a weapon who was older and bigger than him. He didn't trust this man who just attacked his family and home. He's been living some of the most... Uh, informative formative years of his life in a killer be killed world and things are black and white to him uh, just like they often are to adolescents in this world it's often not until we grow older and make decisions and mistakes based on the hard lines we draw that we gain perspective and there is a whole lot more gray area enter herschel's point of view herschel didn't see a man when he saw uh, when he saw that guy he saw a kid uh, a scared and confused kid at that his perspective however is based on the world before the walkers so to find a way to teach perspective to Carl is going to be difficult, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out in future episodes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that. I like that. I think that was interesting, too, the whole, like, you know, the fact that if this was a grown man, I don't think Herschel would have batted an eye, but since it was a kid, he's scandalized. But for Carl, why the fuck does he care? Yeah. Um, I, I just especially like her point that Carl is not <laughs> – it's a weird word to use here, but jaded by his the former world. You know, sure. he's seeing things for what they truly are here in this new world, um, and he may actually have the correct perspective on things because of that. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting point to bring up. Uh, Tim L says, uh, first of all, he says he's from Ohio, which I probably didn't need to read. But am I the only one who doesn't have a problem with Carl shooting the boy? Uh, No, you're not. We've talked about that in detail. Uh, Sully from Boston says, I'm normally a biting critic, but I rate the finale 9.5 out of 10. Oh, boy. Here we go. For the first time since the pilot, the hour was legitimately scary and suspenseful. Maybe (laughs) I was freaked out after a while. Hey, hey, don't laugh yet. There's still plenty more of this email to read. Sorry, sorry, Sully. I'm not trying to give you shit, but... You probably deserve it if you like this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I was freaked out after watching the poor Louisville b-ball players' nasty injury. Oh, what? yeah. You, you, Am you I know, not you a sports guy? 
Yeah, in the uh, okay. some of the basket, college basketball action, some dude jumped up and landed and compound fractured his leg on national television. Oh, it just shattered ouch. and bone shot through. That very, sounds bad. Very cringeworthy. Uh, so maybe it was because of that, but he found the Andre Milton scenes tense. Uh, he also thought it was scary and a rare moment of forethought in the until now sitting dead writer's room to have Rick's group packing and then the governor assaulting the prison while we waited for a Walker or Rick ambush. At least they addressed it, but I didn't buy 100% that Andrea's claim, uh, I was just trying to keep everyone alive. However, if Andrea is naive and stupid enough to say to stay and screw the governor, she is naive and stupid enough to nominate herself for the first zombie apocalypse Nobel Peace Prize for selflessly wanting everyone to live, including murdering, torturing head collectors. Well, she had a good mentor in Dale. <laughs> she did. That's the other... Uh, I, I don't know. That's the other horrible thing here, right? Like, think back to when Amy died and Dale basically forced her... Well, okay, he didn't force her. She He made a decision and she made her own decision. But she wanted to die. She wanted to just stay at the CDC. Uh, and now here's what she gets for it, right? Yeah. She gets a horrible experience at a farm. Uh, she gets eight months on the run. She gets uh, a town where she thought she was going to be happy, turned to shit right in front of her eyes, and she finally gets killed. That's so. Congratulations, that's kind of, Dale. Yeah, kind of depressing. Yep. Uh, Dave M., uh, I believe this is Dave Maresca from DVMPE. Uh, he mm. says, gentlemen of the Baldwin Network, people of Internetica, friends united in fighting against the threat of the Walkers and Biters, AMC and Skrillex are proud to present <laughs> Walking Dead 3.5.2, the remix. You need to be wasted on some of Heisenberg's stash to truly enjoy. I that sucking bet. sound, you ask? It's not Biter Merle chopping on a fallen Woodbury soldier or Milton finally getting his tongue on a woman's neck. no. It's the complete and utter shit fest and <laughs> and Foley and Tom fuckery that was welcome to the tombs. <laughs> I take it he didn't like it. Yeah, um, we're not the only uh, podcasters not digging it. Yeah, so he did like the trap that they set up. The fact that Team Rick thought to set the trap of the tombs, but didn't think of a good tactic. Uh, might have been to do to with have, it yeah. to have to have someone hiding in the prison where the entrance to the Walker Effectus tomb was, waiting to lock the gate. Uh, and trap the man and kill them. Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome. That was a uh, kill zone, and it didn't work. <laughs> he also didn't like that everybody went in single file. Uh, he says that the governor's never played Counter-Strike in his life. Um, and he has some stuff about Andrea as well. Um, it, I, I actually agree with this. Is it just me, or did she clearly get both hands free in time to defend herself? Um, a week after she, a week before she took out three walkers at the same time by herself. Um, I, I agree with that. Like it didn't look the way they shot it. Like she was in peril there, which is why I thought, okay, she's, she's fine. Well, um, and that's and like, he talks about the gun. <laughs> Glenn's got to yeah. be shaking his head. Cause he's like, shit, I was bound and tied to a chair and I used a chair for a weapon. You had both <laughs> yeah. your hands free. And your feet free, and you got bit by fucking Merle? Or no, not yeah. Merle, Milton? <laughs> yeah, Glenn, if Glenn was there, he'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. This is yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan K. from Northport says, I'll get the praise in first. Nope, no praise. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, overall, I was disappointed as was much. Let me be clear. That's not praise for the episode. 
It's praise for us. That's why I'm excluding it. Okay. I didn't want people to think I was tossing out praise for the episode. Uh, he says, overall, I was disappointed, as was much of everyone else. Um, one of my coworkers has finally given up on the show and the comics. I had my issues, but there were some points where uh, that were interesting, and going forward, we should at least be intrigued. The episode failed because of the expectations, like we were talking about. Um, he says, the Andrea slash Poindexter scenes were basic horror tropey. Eh, yeah, but they were mixed in with so much other bullshit that it was hard to like them, even for me. Uh, and really didn't add much suspense to the plot. Andrea was written into a corner and could only be killed out of, uh, and could only be killed in it. Uh, Andrea not wanting anyone to die resulted in every single person dying, including herself. So stupid. Agreed. Uh, he also agrees that Carl shooting the kid was the right thing to do. Um, and that adding old people to the prison doesn't make it very exciting. Uh, Moving on. It was, we have a shitload of email people. Tons of it. Murphy. Um, he first corrects himself. Says how, he was wrong. How, many, how many spoiler emails do we got? Uh, I didn't see any. Spo- people were talking about the finale. There's not a whole lot of spoiler stuff. Okay. We might, like, eschew a spoiler, spoiler section. Because I don't have anything I don't, for it. I mean, all I'd do is be, I'd be like, I don't know how the fuck they're going to recover from this. I got a couple of ideas. Um, mm. that maybe we can talk about the preseason cast next time, but I, I like I'm I don't know if it's worth if you want to go long. Um, I guess if you want to go long in the feedback section, we can just skew a spoiler section. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get through it before my voice dies. Honestly, okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping let to get keep, through the rest of these emails. Let me keep interrupting you then. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I'm not talking, it's okay. Uh, Murphy says, um, first of all, what was uh, that he was wrong last week and that it wasn't Asthma Boy that was uh, Alan's kid, Ben. I don't know what he's referring to. Oh, oh, okay. So that's the shotgun. That's that's uh, Ben's son, too? <laughs> no. I or don't not know, Ben's man. son. It's, it's uh, Alan's son? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't either. Couldn't tell you. Uh, he goes He'd on always to say, be asthma boy to me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to say, this episode came in swinging, but it went out on a stretcher. Yep. Here's something fun you can do during the prison attack scene. Play the A-team theme, <laughs> just like you Thank were you. <laughs> There's a cut you need to put on YouTube. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, at the end, when everybody gets off safe, uh, Hannibal can come in and be like, "I love it when a plan comes together." <laughs> uh, put that quote over the governor driving off with Martinez. Yeah. And yes, after with all the bodies in the background. Oh uh, shit, that's funny. Um, uh, Maggie and Glenn must have went through the Hannibal Smith School of Shooting uh, at or near around the enemy. Okay, so Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl gets the only confirmed prison kill And Herschel snitches on him What a dick That kid didn't drop his gun He had over 15 seconds to comply Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Absolutely loved um, <laughs> The looks on Martinez and Shumpter's face Or Shumpert? Sh- Shupert? I don't know Shimp Sh- Shimp's face uh, He loved it Although he was expecting Martinez to take him out um gotta keep going officer not so friendly says the episode was a disgrace 
an insult to Walking Dead viewers. The grade that I give this episode is a negative 10 out of 10. The bad thing about this episode is that season three overall was really good, but the only thing we remember is this fucking shitty-ass season finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you use the last episode to make Andrea, who you already redeemed in front of the viewers on the episode Prey, a martyr just because she didn't want anyone dead? Uh, she deserved to die because she was a fucking idiot. <laughs> Knowing that the governor was a liar, almost killed Glenn, Maggie, Daryl, Michonne, uh, kept a zombie girl locked up and had an aquarium full of zombie heads. What makes me go nuts is the fact that seconds before Andrea kills herself, Michonne and Andrea decided to actually talk to each other for the first fucking time. Mm-hmm. If they had said a word when they were supposed to, uh, instead of looking at each other speechless, Andrea would have been alive. Yeah, that's that. That, that is one thing that this season will forever be marred by is the lack of any communication between anybody. Now, so many of these problems they had could have been solved just by someone speaking obvious line yeah oh, no, i mean and, and what's hilarious is at the end they had one that didn't even go anywhere <laughs> the tyrese i'm gonna back and i'm gonna tell you anything and then yeah just oh i thought you meant you need to hurry <laughs> from milton that was pretty obvious he needed to say that right yeah uh mike in texas says well i must say i was disappointed with the season finale the only good thing i could say about it was that we seem to have finally have saint rick back Though it looks like Carl may be moving to Crazy Town himself. Eh, I'd argue against that. Um, he has a lot of random points that uh, I have not gone through. Uh, seems to be basically the same as everyone else is saying. Uh, sorry, Mike, but got to keep moving. Um, this is the last one. All right. I'm cutting it off because I'm it. about to die. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to save his name for last. He says, weak-ass pussy shit. Horrible season finale. Puts my stick to for the rest of the series in jeopardy. Maybe I need to watch it sober. Mark and Mil Sucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you want to watch this sober. I think you watched it just as it was meant to be watched. Unfortunately, I did. The rare yeah. uh, initial shot that I watched sober, and I was not too pleased. That's it, man. Um, I have one email that I moved to spoilers, but I think we've done enough. All right. Do you want to do an outro? Uh, I can. If you'd like to give us... Uh, you know, what's the point of doing an outro, a feedback outro when you're, never, you're not going to come back for the season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. I'll give, you, I'll give us one anyway. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can always do so at walkingdead at baldmove.com follow me on facebook.com slash baldmove uh, hopefully you'll stick around for the uh, game of thrones or the Mad Men love and you can follow jim on twitter at baldmove for his live tweeting of the shit that we do and you can find all of our stuff on baldmove.com and i think that's it that's it okay perfect uh thanks everybody who stuck with us through this uh, season finale uh, we know it was kind of negative, but what are you going to do, right? Yeah, we like I said, it's uh, when you got a two out of ten episode. There's <laughs> I, I, what would man? What could they do to get a one again? I'm, I'm thinking like a musical episode. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas special I think would get it. Uh, I mean, if uh, we need like 
I don't know, the governor decorating a Christmas tree. Or they did like with... an old school clip show. You remember the clip shows? What? Uh, explain this. Okay, so like, uh, mm, I'm trying to think of a canonical example. I want to think of like Star Trek The Next Generation when Riker got bit by that plant snake. And he kept hallucinating, and it was just basically five minutes of new material. But they just kept on showing clips from previous seasons. Oh, that would be But they terrible. somehow like made it. You know, it used to be a staple of uh, episodic television that they would well, have. They've, they've set that up in Vatos too, right? That's what we're going to get in season four. <laughs> but oh, wow. a bus full of old people. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, yeah. The only thing they could get for a, a one, I think, would have to go clip show. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe they'll come back in season four with that. But uh, we will be back in season four. Um, but until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next season.